Bill, if April showers bring May flowers, what do May flowers bring? Uh, pilgrims. <laughs> You're absolutely correct. <laughs> <laughs> You know, sign me up for that match game. <laughs> sign us up for a match game right now. We're going to win that. This is a this is a milestone. $25,000 pyramid. And it's the first time you actually on got the, the punchline right the on the head. Hit, <laughs> hit that Mayflower on the head. Yeah. Pilgrim. I thought, what did they bring Mayflowers? I should have separated that a little bit more. May. Or flowers. I should have said the flowers of May or I still, something. Okay. I should have made it harder. That would have, that would have stymied <laughs> me somewhat. Yeah. I, uh, I, I'm pistons are firing. The neurons are firing this I morning. I know. Now 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 I have How nothing to look last? forward to with my jokes. <laughs> now I'm setting a standard. Wong wong wong. I got to get them right all the time. Oh goodness. Welcome everyone to Wacky yeah. Poem Live. Absolutely. Yeah. We're live. Yeah. We're alive and live. And when you're listening to this it might be May already we're recording on april something 29 maybe it's it's late april yeah Yeah. um but may is right around the corner so we're going to talk about may and we're going to talk about a creature Creature. of may Mm -hmm. skinks uh, skinks Skinks. you know skinks in may skinks in may the skinks in may came out to play (laughs) come on let's let's write a song (laughs) right now They came out to play. They knew the way. On a spring day. To stay away (laughs) from the cat's claws that made them pause. (laughs) Oh, well, it was a good start. And skinks come out in April. Yes. But they're really active in May. Yes. You know. Yeah. They're harbinger of spring. Yes. They've been hibernating. Yes. And they're wonderful little things. And they're kind of everywhere. So if you're listening to us from wherever, you probably know what we're talking about, mm-hmm. I would think. Every child has a, has a memory of catching one and then having them pop off that tail uh-huh. and the tail continuing to writhe and round. And then it's fascination mixed with terror. Then it's you enjoy it again. You know? <laughs> yeah. And I learned a lot about skinks. And, uh, you know, I, I knew something about them. And I do see them around. And one of them fell out. Uh, off from the ceiling, uh, light fixture, <laughs> almost into my lap just the other day. <laughs> Luckily, you probably handled it well. Well, I, I had, but I was prefacing that to say that I didn't know a whole lot of specific things about them. But I had cracked my door open a little bit one day when it was really warm out so the cats could go mm. in and out. And, of course, they brought in some some skinks, which I wasn't aware of it at the time. Uh, one of them was dead by the water bowl. Mm-hmm. And um, I thought that was it. And, yeah, I was sitting in my chair a little bit later and one fell fell from the I venture light fixture. To, I'm going to venture to guess with your cats, there are probably lots of skinks hidden around in various places around are. your house, you know, little food stashes yeah. or gifts to you. And they can be really small, so when yes. they start to decompose, you may not even smell it they, because they're no, so small. No, they just sort of dry up. You know, I had a skink um, in, in a vase in my cabin. I don't know how it got in the vase uh, on the floor uh, in the cabin. And I looked in there, he was curled up and it wasn't dead, but I... Took him out, put him outside, and he just—he was so stiff and cold. You all like, need to see all the reactions that Bill is. Oh, I was—he right was just stiff and cold, and I'm, I'm writhing around, and I felt so proud of myself for—I think I might have saved his life. I tried to warm him up, Aww. but sometimes they fall in the water garden, and then that's not so. I was going to say, if he couldn't move very much, you might have just put him out there I'm for a, a bird to catch. I put him under one of my planters. <laughs> like, you stay there and warm up, you little skink. 
<laughs> you little reptile, you. Yeah. You, slink, you slink and skink. Skinks in May. So uh, we come to you uh, from the Rural Oklahoma Museum of Poetry every week, and we talk about something that has to do with poetry, and we try to make it something of, of value and interest, mm-hmm. funny and informative. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, a lot of times at, we started out just doing poems that people had written, in the museum, but we've kind of diverged, so we just we've kind branched of out because it is we've spring. Branched, yes, we've bran- like like trees will do. We're blooming. We're blooming. Blooming. Yep. I've got a red, um, a red bud, a dogwood, and a buckeye, that are all kind of in a row down mm-hmm. the path from my house. They're all blooming right now. It's so beautiful. Wow, you have yeah. a different shape: pink, yes, red, and white. Yeah. Well, the red bud's kind of pink. Red, but yeah. that is pink. Yeah. It is pink, 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 and white. Yeah, and I've got a, yeah, it's a white dogwood, and then the yeah, the buckeyes, red, definitely. Yeah, the hummingbirds like oh, the buckeye blossoms, and they're here. Yeah, mm-hmm. with the skinks. Yeah, so skinks in May. So we're going to talk about May. those things, and uh, we've got a we got a few little poems about uh, May, or uh, I've got a great little poem about a skink, and so. There's where we're going. I'm Sean. I'm Bill, (laughs) by the way. (laughs) And we are so happy you've joined us. Yeah, as always. Bill, do you know why people like to eat ice cream in May? Uh, Ice cream. Oh, that's a good thing to eat in May um, because they may not get it in June. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's because people like to eat ice cream. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) Obvious. Well, I, have, I I was wondering whether you know uh, the time period that lizards came from. Pleistocene? It's close. The Gecko-Roman era. <laughs> you got me. Ba-dum-bum. Not a Geico reference. Here is a quote, Bill. Okay. It's just two lines. I want you to tell me if you know who said this. The world's favorite season is the spring all things seem possible in May. Ooh, that's so familiar. Um, is it Frost? No. Of the world seems. It's very familiar because who are you very familiar with? Who is writes it, about nature? Edwin Teal? Yes, it's Edwin That was Teal. my Edwin Teal. I, oh, shame on me. <laughs> well, no. I mean, you probably That's my favorite author. My favorite author. Yeah. The world's favorite season is spring. All things seem possible. He's not wrong. Autumn's yeah. probably real close second. Yeah, but you don't. I don't think you think of possibilities. So you don't much think in of possibilities. You, you think of you think of the ending, mm-hmm. harvest, mm-hmm. rest. Right. Yeah, spring right. is reaping possi- what you have sown earlier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Possibility, opportunity, so, so forth. Yeah. Now, in uh, *La Morte d'Arthur* by Sir Thomas Mallory, he said, "The month of May was come, when every lusty heart beginneth to blossom and to bring forth fruit." For like as herbs and trees bring forth fruit and flourish in May, and likewise every lusty heart that is in any manner a lover springeth and flourisheth in lusty deeds. For it giveth unto all lovers courage, that lusty month of May. Lusty month. Of, like it is lusty. Well, Mallory liked the word lusty. That lusty. was like four times in that one little lusty. quote. <laughs> lusty month, just like the temptation said. I got sunshine on a cloudy day. When it's cold outside, I got the month of May. I got yeah. the lusty May. The lusty May. Lusty. That, that, That's what they should have said. That'd be a good drag name. I got, oh. Lusty May. Lusty May. Lusty oh, it would be. Lusty May. Hmm. All right. Copyright it. 
not, not it wasn't a drag name, but I was thinking when I read the description of what a skink was that uh, a mostly secretive ground dweller. I thought that's me. <laughs> mostly secretive ground dweller. <laughs> Yeah. I'm related to the skinks. Did you know there are over 1,300 species of skinks? Oh, my god! That's a lot. That's a big family tree. Yeah. And they lack an obvious neck, I'm kind, which <laughs> like is, kind, which is kind, of like, kind of like me. I don't, sometimes my neck is missing. And their legs are relatively small. Luckily, my legs are, you know, I just love that. that phrase, lack an obvious neck. They lack an obvious neck. i got to write that Lizards down. Lizards have more of an obvious neck and a head, a more pronounced head. Yeah. Lizards do. However, skinks are lizards. Don't get me wrong. I understand that they're a species, subspecies Don't write of in, you don't, in, in yeah. uh, don't who, send us, reptologist. Who would be somebody who studies reptiles? It, it, it's a, a hep, hep, heptologist. Yeah, yeah. Don't don't send us heptologist hate mail. We 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 know a little bit about what we're talking about. Yeah, <laughs> just enough to get and, us in trouble. Yeah, skinks <laughs> are lizards belonging to the family Skinidae, and I'm not going to read any more of that because it's too many big words. <laughs> but they are up. Did you know skinks are up to 13 inches? We don't do big we words. We ain't going to do this. that. Uh-uh. We don't do big words on this broadcast. Mi- I ain't going to mispronounce on this on this show. <laughs> Adults are up to 13 inches long. Now, that's a big skink. That is. I've never seen that, one that That must that be a big. tropical skink or, you know, Maybe that one just Australia, has a really no, long Australia no doubt. I'm, oh, yeah. Yeah, everything gets bigger Coloring ranges there, from light gray to olive to tan with darker brown markings. The tail and feet are usually pale yellow or orange, sometimes blue here in the States. The belly is often marked with salmon. Young individuals are black with the iridescent blue tail and gold spots on the head. Skinks. Hmm. Yeah. And some have no legs at all. They look snaky. Yeah. Like I, like I showed you, slender. Yeah. The slender glass lizard is a skink with no legs. Oh, y'all Don't Google that. The slender glass. Yeah, I've got a photo here. We'll have to send it to you. Well, we can put it on the page. Yeah, slender glass lizard. If you're lizard. listening to us, if you're listening to us somewhere not wackypoemlife.com, go over there and you can see some photos. And there'll be some that have, of Bill holding little baby skinks, too, that he catches and tortures and then lets go. You know, terrorize and, like, run along, <laughs> little skink. They're on the back deck, and they, they'll flick out and eat ants. They're fun to watch. Yes, and the ones we're talking about around here basically are the blue-tailed skink, also called the five-lined skink, and they're pretty small. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah they, are, they are small. Brilliant. What color blue would you call that? Oh, it's a, it's an indigo because indigo? Uh, it's electric blue, cerulean bright cerulean indigo. Too. Speaking yeah. of which, the indigos are back. I heard my first indigo bunting yesterday, and I am nerdily thrilled by it. <laughs> I had to post about it They're up in the trees. So skinks and you love indigos. the indigo. I love the indigos. Mm-hmm. So hey, Sean. Hey, what, what 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 is a lizard's favorite? What is a reptile's favorite movie? Uh, uh, Jurassic Park. Good guess. But cl- <laughs> not, that, that's number two. The first favorite is The Lizard of Oz. Oh, We're off to see The, the Lizard, lizard the, the Wonderful, wonderful lizard, lizard of Oz. Of Oz. Because, we hear because, he lost because, his tail because he got it caught in cat's claws. <laughs> <laughs> they wouldn't take a pause. His favorite, favorite, you know, of course, I almost missed that one up. It's Did a reptile, you? not a lizard. The lizard's a punchline. Got to work on it. Don't write us in. Don't work, write in. Work we, on know, my delivery. we know what we're talking about, yeah. sort of. Mm. <laughs> I think it's kind of interesting about the skinks in terms of their sexual nature. Oh, really? Okay. Yes. During the breeding season, the male sex hormone is very high. And the heads of the males become red in color, 
and muscles in the head increase slightly mm. in size. They become very aggressive mm -hmm. toward other males, and they pursue females in attempt to mate with them, of course. They can discriminate between sexes based on chemical signals they pick up on their tongues and deposit in a highly receptive sensory organ um, that's located in the roof of the mouth, and the organ transmits signals to the lizard skink's brain. Males can also distinguish between sexually receptive and non-receptive females using this system. Mm -hmm. Isn't that good? It Humans need that, don't they? Mm -hmm. Human yeah, we could use that. Human we could males use that. <laughs> yeah, guys could use that. Give up. She yeah. is non-receptive. Yeah, Back away. She's just not into you. Yeah, I not, mean, if they just that into you. if no. they just had this little uh, organ on the roof of their mouth, they they'd be able to tell. Yeah. Now during the non-breeding season, when sex hormone levels are low. Males are not aggressive toward other males and, of course, do not attempt to mate with the females either. Many a tail has been lost in the mating process. You know, it's like, <laughs> yeah. Here, here's a piece of tail and leave me alone. Yeah. Oh, and <laughs> I, was, I was telling you the other day when we were talking about skinks, I didn't realize that they just automatically jettison their tail. They can just I thought it was the cats pulling the tail off. They can somehow contract the muscles and just... Uh, uh, you know, shoot that tail, tip of the tail off, and it'll continue to like writhe, writhe around like right. it's alive. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, skinks can voluntarily release the tail when it's seized by a predator, and the skink often moves or waves their tail in order to direct the predator away from their body. Mm -hmm. You know, onto the tail, and uh, now once a predator has grabbed the tail, the skink contracts the tail muscles, and the tail is released. Isn't that fascinating? Yeah, you know. Energy stored, <clears throat> energy stored in the tail is used to fuel rapid thrashing movement by the released tail, which further distracts mm -hmm. the predator right. so yeah. that the actual skink with his body and his head and everything can get away. Yeah. So uh, the predator gets a meal, skink gets away, mm -hmm. and, and, you know, it, it'll regrow, which is yeah. interesting. Yeah, regenerated. And, and the other thing that was kind of interesting, if, if it doesn't, you know, the cats don't eat the tail, which they usually don't, or whatever predator it is, it has um, the skink sometimes will go back and return to the area and consume the released tail because it re helps them regain some of their lost energy. I, I, now, that I did Isn't not that interesting? know. interesting? Like, you know, <laughs> go eat that tail. That's, that's, that's a good protein. <laughs> yes, yes. I've got a poem <clears throat> called Skink. That's, I, Since this is a poetry I show. I about Skink. Didn't find, <laughs> I didn't find a skinking thing. <laughs> Since this is a poetry show, let, let us let us. I think it's appropriate. Listen to a poem called Skink. This is by one of our greatest contemporary poets, Rodney Jones, and uh, it's called Skink. Graham of Mania, Animated Pepper. Shadow monger dressed in panic, monitor of ghostly footfalls. It concentrates in its essential tick, the frog leg dropped into oil and the human shock at the verge. If it would stop and let me look, I might imagine the tropic where it hangs in a hammock between two popsicle sticks, admiring the iguana's stealth. But it does not stop. Hawk dodger. Crow pretzel, gallows twitch, spider shark, porter of readiness, miller of the steady shudder, peripatetic rectitude, 
run by the power of the sunlit rock. It fortifies Darwin and the idea of being late and the missed appointment. With its blue tail, it reminds us it will go on. It will not stop. Run by the power of the sunlit rock, which is true. Yeah. It's almost like a recharging it's almost like a recharging station. Yeah. Like a, you know, uh, the sink is the Tesla and the recharging <laughs> station. The rock is the recharging station. And we're gonna sit there and get our electricity, our juices going, we're gonna jolt off this rock. Get it all you know? back because we must go on. It will go on. It will not stop. It will go on. My tail will go on and <laughs> no, on. No. <laughs> One of the things I really like about this poem is all those weird phrases. Um, hawk, dodger, crow, pretzel, gallows, twitch, spider shark, spider shark. Those are kinnings. A kinning is an old English poetic technique where you take a compound mm-hmm. word. Um, means it's like a metaphor mm-hmm. for something else. So those are all kinnings. It's a way a local, a, a local community calls, says something, a hawk dodger, mm-hmm. a, a crow pretzel. Mm-hmm. I can envision it uh, being dodging a hawk. I can envision a crow catching one and it writhing itself into a pretzel and, right. and getting away. Yeah. That's very interesting. Yeah, it's neat. That's what the in the old English poetry, most of the kinnings had to do with warfare and sea travel and things like that. Like uh, a sword was called a battle light. Mm-hmm. Um, a ship is a wave floater. Interesting. The sea is a well road. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. The body is the bone house. Bone house. Yeah. You know, I hope we never lose these because they're they're really interesting terms. I, it's it's old English, old Norse, and I think the beginnings of it are actually old Iceland, uh, Icelandic, and I think contemporary Icelandic poetry still uses kinnings. Mm-hmm. I think I read that somewhere. But there's a base word like house, and then there's a determinate word like bone, and so bone house, and the what's called the referent is whatever it's referring to, and it's referring to the body. Hmm. So Yeah. Kind of cool. Yeah. So the a crow pretzel, the crow is the brace word, the pretzel is the determinant, and the referent is skink. Yeah. 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 Very, very interesting. Yeah. Interesting, yeah. interesting. I love that skink poem. Yeah. Thank you, Mr. Jones. Yeah. And, you know, I find it interesting how you and I came up with this topic. I had stopped in the rummage, and you yeah. were you working at the store, and I, I was talking about, you know, that lizards are running, skinks are moving, and you, you were like, it was like a light went off in your head. We should do that a podcast about that. And I was like, well, it's about nature. I'm all over that. You know, I've caught about 1,800 in my lifetime. I think that was so, the day after the one had fallen right in front of yeah, me. So, so it, it was kind of – and I'd been seeing them everywhere, you know, hearing them rustling in the leaves. So it just it just came to be. Uh, and it was uh, – I'm going to run with this. I love the topic. Who else does a podcast about skinks in May? No one. <laughs> no. You know, they, you, whoever's listening is fortunate enough to be – And know, include such a wonderful poem. A poem. Yeah. And um, I'm going to segue into something that um, it was kind of personal to segue. me. Segue. Because, because skinks and lizards are so closely related. And uh, my father had written a letter to my family long before I came along uh, uh, about noticing things in spring. Was so this was back in the 50s? 53. 53. March, I, I, I texted my older sister. She gave me the exact date, March of 1953. Cool. Sort of, it was early. My, my father, who um, was a World War II veteran, had come back from the war and um, uh, was uh, not in the best of health. Um, he had developed tuberculosis, and he was uh, hospitalized for many months in Memphis, Tennessee, at the Veterans Hospital, and lost a lung, had a lung removed. 
and had, was recuperating in Tennessee. My mother had three small children in the little homestead in Arkansas, in the hills of Arkansas. I can't even imagine, you know, one five-year-old, one three-year-old, one five-month-old uh, child and a, f- a husband who was recuperating. But my father had written a letter to my family, specifically my older brother, and um, my sister has kept the letter, and I, I remember reading it. She read it to us. But it reminds me of our theme, okay. and I'm going to read it. Cool. Thank you. Dear Jimmy, this is a letter from Daddy. I figure since you've got to be a big boy, I'd better write to you, and Mommy will read it to you. Mommy wrote and told me how you was being a real good boy and helping take care of Ronnie and fixing flower beds and things like that. I'm awful proud of you. I'll bet you've really got big since Daddy's been gone, ain't you? I sure wish I was with you so we could get out and fix the garden and feed the chickens and go see people like Elaine and Randy and Janie. And pretty soon the flowers will be blooming and new leaves will come on the trees and the birds will sing again and the flowers will smell so good. Remember how they used to smell? And the lizards will be running all over the place. Daddy's trying to get well real fast so I can come and be with you and Mommy and Kathy and Ronnie. Now you write me when you get time and tell me how Ronnie is. Be a good boy from Daddy to Big Jim. So it's just, I just love the letter. I tried not to cry. Oh. <laughs> well, it's a, Sean, to me, it's a love letter to the family. It is. You know, and, it, and it, my dad was a noticer. He was a, a strawberry farmer. So when seasons would come along, he would notice the leaves and the trees and mm-hmm. the lizards and the mm-hmm. birds. And he had a connection to the earth. Mm-hmm. And he's wanting to share that. And he's and, wanting, yes, because yeah. he's, he's away. Mm-hmm. And he's, this is a big injury to him. This is a big insult to lose a lung. Yeah. And uh, I'm sure it was a many-month recovery. But, um, yeah, this was uh, March of 53, and my mother was holding down the fort. But it's kind of a love letter saying, I'm... I'm here, I'm just a distance away. Even though mm-hmm. it's only Memphis on the other side of the state line, 188 miles, that was a long distance back yeah, then. Yeah, when did he die? What year? My, my father died in 1996. Uh, uh, oh, cool, so he lived a long he, time. He lived a long time that. with good, one lung. Good. Yeah, he did. Yeah. He, he, you know, it's, it slowed him down. But he always had a love of the hills and the trees and the, and, and the, uh, the land and the, and the critters, as he called them. So, <laughs> but I love the fact that, you know, he... he the leaves come on will, will come on the trees. The birds will sing again, and flowers will smell so good. In a way, he's saying, "I'm coming home." Right, right. And when I come home, we'll experience these yeah. things together. As the world is, uh, yeah, blossoming and opening up and starting yes. again. And so I like will to I. think that yeah. that's. I don't know where we, this is where I get my love of the of nature and mm-hmm. birds. Even though I, you know, this is a family that I did not know. I I, I knew them, but I didn't know them as this nuclear family here. Um, when I came, my sister and I came along. It was after ten, after ten You're years quite later. A bit younger than ever. Yeah, I'm 16 years younger than my older brother. Wow. But it's I, I like this because we lost my brother couple, uh, close to three years ago, and he was five years old here. And it gives me a glimpse of, of what a gift this letter is. And this is not a text. This is not a call. This is a letter in his handwriting, and I'll I'll, I'll actually send it to you. Oh, cool! Yeah, and I want to put it up there. And too. it's and it's a it's a time capsule, and it's a gift that that you can read over and over and over, mm-hmm. which is something that doesn't often happen these yeah. days. Yeah. So I, my sister will probably cry when 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 she <laughs> listens to this podcast because she she owns the letter and she this is vivid memories for mm-hmm. her. Mm-hmm. So. 
It does remind me of, I've talked about this before, when I started the museum out in my dad's old machine shop, and he wrote me a poem on index cards, and that's what the poem was about spring. Really? And the seasons, and the changing of the seasons. Well, we'll have to share that sometimes. Yeah. I would love to hear well, that. It's in a mason jar, just sitting out there in the, in the just lobby. Just being preserved <laughs> in a mason jar. Yeah. <laughs> I think I have shared it on here. Okay. I think on a previous. Uh, okay. Yeah. But it's something you can open and read again and yeah. again and again. Yeah, yeah. It's a gift, like it you open is. a gift again and again and again. And yeah. um, so thank you very much well, for reading that. And Renee, your sister, for sharing it with yeah, us. Yeah, well, it was, it was Kathy. Kathy, oh, yeah. sorry. Yeah. No, 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 no worries. <laughs> R- 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 Renee and thank I. Thank you too, Renee, for having this brother Bill here. Well, well R- Renee's, <laughs> Renee's now, Renee, we don't want to think. She tried to kill me several times. <laughs> But I, I love I love Renee both, is Bill's twin. I love both my sisters. But thank you for letting me share this, Sean, because the the line the lizards will be running. Yes, that's where I got the skinks. That's a lovely line because lizards are running right now. Yeah, all over the place. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I I enjoyed that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, Bill, why don't monkeys fall from the sky in May? Oh, you know uh, that was a segue. Let me think. <laughs> why don't monkeys fall from the sky in May? Because in June they'd be in tune. <laughs> you know, you got the right idea because you just go to the month before, though. Oh, yeah. Um, in April it'd be a staple. Uh, uh, ape, April. Oh, oh. It's that's when they fall in April. I uh, know that's not right. In April they're too heavy. They're apes. They turn into monkeys in May. Monkeys of May, apes of April. Now there we go. Those apes are heavy. They'll crush you. Hey, Sean, what type of lizard cannot wake up? A dead one. A coma chameleon. <laughs> coma, 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 coma chameleon. That's your joke, isn't it? You won't wake up. Uh, you sleep all day. Boy, Bill, that was your joke, wasn't it? That was my joke. <laughs> <laughs> boy, Bill, boy, Bill. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to patent that. Boy William. Boy Bill. Boy William. Uh, is your name William? It's it, not William. It's not. I'm from the hills of Arkansas. My birth certificate is Billy. It says Billy. Okay. Charles. Billy Charles. Billy Charles. Mm-hmm. Billy more, Charles. More unique. <laughs> Bubba check. Bubba check. I'm sorry, Bill. You're not a Billy Charles. <laughs> I'm not a Billy Charles. What am I? What am I, Sean? I don't, I don't care if it's don't, on your, I don't care if that's on your birth what, certificate. I don't know what I am. What, I don't know what I am. Hmm. We'll ponder that. How about a... A classic poem about May. Okay. I say classic, but actually this one is classic. Let me read this one. This is Sarah Teasdale. May Day. A delicate fabric of birdsong floats in the air. The smell of wet, wild earth is everywhere. Red, small leaves of the maple are clenched like a hand. Like girls at their first communion, the pear trees stand. Oh, I must pass nothing by without loving it much. The raindrop try with my lips, the grass with my touch. For how can I be sure I shall see again the world on the first of May shining after the rain? Yes. Take advantage. I have actually thought of that. How many springs do I have left? Because I love the season, Mm -hmm. you know, and it's only, it's a limited amount of time. Yeah. And um, I believe one of Edwin Teal's uh, recent post, I get the Daily Post, said that spring is already half over. Yeah. And I didn't like that. <laughs> but he was right, you know, from a calendar Dang point him. of view. Dang you, Edwin. Quit Br- telling the st- truth. I know. Stop. Yeah. 
but the r- red small leaves of maple clenched. Now I've got a Japanese yeah. maple, and they are sort it's of, and they do mm-hmm. open. I'm, I'm I'm gesturing again, people. <laughs> clenched fist, is, and it opens up a little Japanese maple, which I've which I've pruned into a bonsai type shape. Uh-huh. Not by my hand, by the tree that tried to kill it that fell on it. But um, it turned out, you know, it was serendipitous in the way it turned out. If somebody wanted to volunteer to come in here and film us, I mean, I would be happy to have this on video. I just don't want to do it myself. Yeah. That, that was a hassle. And I'll be extra, how do I say, <laughs> but you all, gestures. You, you all do really miss something when, because because Bill is very good at the gestures. <laughs> What's funny is everything. I don't even realize I'm doing it. <laughs> yeah. I'm just here. You, you, I'm, I'm being real eloquent with my with my motions. Hey, I could turn the headphones off and I'd know exactly what you were saying <laughs> because you, you've got your your faces into it, you know, yeah. and your your hands and your and shoulders and And I think everything. they say in public speaking, you know, try to limit those because they're distracting. It depends. Yeah. Does it depend? And if it's going to limit it to the point where you seem artificial, then don't do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, I think the problem with je- I, I was a former speech teacher. Mm-hmm. The problem with gestures is when people try to program them. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know whether you noticed, Master Paul, our our, our instructor, martial arts, martial arts instructor, instructor uh-huh. has the most beautiful gesture <laughs> when he's talking about something. He and, and he's genuine about it. I'm going to gesture it in front of you. He will, <laughs> he will do a from him from to his you, heart from to, his heart. Yeah, know, a gesture to you with his to, hand from his heart and it's, out. Yeah. It is just the coolest thing. Mm-hmm. I bet he doesn't even know he's doing it. Yeah. It's just the most genuine mm-hmm. way of communication. Yeah. You know, isn't that right? Isn't that so? <laughs> and I noticed it. I thought that is really genius. We need to, so. we need to film a session of our martial arts and poetry class sometimes too. Agreed. Because I was ex- I was describing it to someone on the phone the other day because he was asking about. He was with some organization. How can we help rural, you know, nonprofits? And I was saying, well, you know, we have to diversify because people aren't just going to run up stampede this place because it's a poetry museum. You, <laughs> so right. Poetry museum in Locust Grove. <laughs> Get in the car, Ethel. We're going. Yeah. So we have this martial arts class and we blah, blah, blah. And he goes, you have a what? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I said, well, yeah, we have this wonderful a uh, very knowledgeable instructor, and we begin and end each class with a poem, and it's all it's all about everything. And it's it, it's handy because if they make fun of our poetry, we'll we'll throat punch them. <laughs> <laughs> not not really, not really, but, but we could. Really. But we, we could. We, we like learned to pra- how. We would like to practice nonviolence, you know. But I got a mean I got a mean sidekick. Let me tell you. <laughs> Um, one of the, the one of the things I like about May is we we're talking about the skink. In terms of a flower, it's the May apple. Do you have May apples out on your property? I do. Bill? I do have May. I apples. love those mm-hmm. flowers. They're so unique. Big leaves, low growing. Oh yeah, look mm-hmm. like I uh, like a little helicopter. You know, their leaves do. It's just like a stalk that comes up out of the ground about a foot, and then this big old broad helicopter leaf, leaf, leaf opens mm-hmm. up. Yeah. What, and what, then a little white flower, white flower, one little nodding head. Now I'm doing all the gestures. Mm-hmm. <laughs> one little white flower nods its head underneath it. And they're usually in a, in a, in a colony. A, a colony, because mm-hmm. I was looking at some off under the tree. Mm-hmm. Und, uh, I think they kind of grow like a fern, like mm-hmm. a, they have a tuber under, or like an iris. Mm-hmm. You know, they have a tuber that spreads out and yeah. Right. Yeah, I think so too. A, a rhizome that goes rhizome. Un, under the ground and mm-hmm. spreads and pops up. I have a fern also that turns sort of goldish red in the fall. I'm so conscientious, conscientious and careful of that fern that I've put a little tomato cage around it <laughs> so I don't hit it with a mower. Right. 
And because I thought I'm protecting this, this fern. Bill, what's the difference between May and June? Uh, 31 days. Every single letter. Every single letter. <laughs> True that. True that. June and May. And, and also, did, did you know, here's what's interesting. Both of those months, I have family members with those uh, as names. Oh. My sister, Kathy, who sent me this letter, her middle name is May. Mm-hmm. My new niece, who was just born, her first name is June. Well, that's very special. It is special, you know. <laughs> yeah. I was so. trying to get ready to say something, but I was going to burp. I distracted you. <laughs> no, I was afraid I was going to burp. <laughs> but it didn't we'll come have out. Edit, have to edit that out. <laughs> well, we hope you all have enjoyed learning about skinks in May as much as we did talking about it. Mm-hmm. And uh, we appreciate you. I think we've run out of time Yeah, now. and I love uh, t- topics of nature because, you know, I was a little Wild Kingdom viewer. Oh, me I too. Watched, I watched it all, you know, so... Come to me if you want to. Marlon Perkins. Marlon Perkins. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Mutual of Omaha. Yeah. Jim, watch that herd yeah. of wildebeest. <laughs> the will run you the, the over. Wild, no, the wildebeest were always getting eaten. I hated that. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> well, yeah, it's, it's part of nature. You know, they are a keystone species. The part circle of nature. Circle of, of life. life. But I don't like to see it either. No, 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 you know? no. Just eat, eat, in, eat, in, eat in private. So I'm going to end today, Bill, because uh, my our Cherokee artist friend, Lou, Lou Isa, who works down at the rummage store and does wonderful things, reminded me how you uh, say goodbye. Donadagahi. Okay. Donadagahi. Donadagahi.